Today on the podcast, we talk with Katie, who is a vegan health coach and blogger at Learner Vegan. I really wanted to connect with Katie and have her on the podcast so you could hear her story on how she ditched vegan junk food and lost 30 pounds, all while she was being a busy mom of two young kids and also, and I think most importantly, while not counting calories. She was also not eating a super restrictive diet. And most importantly, she was not even dieting. This is amazing. And I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Katie also has some amazing tips that she gives us on how to eat less junk and find food freedom. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement. It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that. So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork. And let's dive into learning more about how you can be plant forward. Hello, and welcome back to the Bowl of Life podcast. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to Katie Malkin, who is a vegan health coach and blogger at Learner Vegan and specializes in helping women ditch eating vegan junk food. I love her story, and I love most of all how she is helping women, specifically moms, live a more nourished life. But enough about me talking. Let's meet Katie. Hello, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi, Sarah. It's been such a long time coming, this interview. So I'm so excited to speak to you on air. Um, Yes, as you as you were saying, I'm a vegan health coach. Um, as you can probably tell by my accent, I'm from the UK, and um, so people always tend to comment on that when when I go live on Instagram and Facebook, that kind of thing, which is cool. Um, and I'm a mom. I have two girls. I have a five year old and a fifteen month old. So busy mom life over here, definitely. And um, I really just trying to help moms and other busy women to lose weight in a sustainable way, to be body confident, to know that they don't have to count calories to be healthy and just get rid of the ditch, ditching the, the junk food out of their diet for good, but so that they're still enjoying food. That is so important to me. Oh, I, I love that. I love that. Stop counting calories, ditch the junk food, feel better and just enjoy food as well. I love that you're helping women like break through that mentality and it's okay to be nourished and feel great about what you eat. It's such a good mission you're on. And I love that you're just help women through, through that as well. So this actually came kind of, I think, from your own journey, correct? I think I read that on your website. And so what made you so passionate about that particular focus of ditching vegan junk food? Yeah, it's a little bit of a long-winded journey for me, actually. So um, I became vegetarian when I was age 12. So quite early on, I've always been a big advocate for animal rights and passionate about that kind of thing. So it was a natural progression for me to then become vegan in my early 20s when I found out about 
those other industries related to the meat industry. Um, but I was a massive junk food vegan. I didn't know anything about health whatsoever. And I was the kind of person in my early 20s as well who felt like they were healthy. I could, you know, run up and down the stairs. I um, hadn't had any kids yet. So um, I was in good shape. But after I had my first daughter, that's when I really struggled to lose the baby weight. I, I didn't have any body confidence whatsoever. A lot of things changed at once for me becoming a mom and my body changing at the same time. And the thing is, I knew nothing about nutrition. I knew nothing about how food is energy. To me, food was just like fill a void, fill a hole because you're hungry, eat anything. That's fine. That's the attitude that I had. And um, for a long time, trying to lose this baby weight for a year, maybe two years, I went on fad diets. I tried calorie counting. I tried all kinds of things that made me really unhappy, but I felt like I needed to try and stick to them and cut things out and, you know, just eat salads and things that I didn't really like. Um, I do like salads, but I'm talking really boring salads. Totally understand. Like when you have a side salad at a restaurant and it has like three things in it. So yeah, I went through all of that. Like I know so many other women have, especially moms who are postpartum. And it wasn't until I came to the end of my tether really and ended up spur of the moment hiring my own plant-based health coach that things really changed for me. It opened up a whole new world for me. So it made me become a coach. That's how much I loved working with my own health coach. I learned about nutrition, how to fuel my body, how to be more confident. I got practical tips on how to eat as well as the mindset work. So things that were triggering me to eat junk food, my mindset, what my goals were in the long and short term, because I truly believe that there's the practical advice, the nutrition aspect, and there's also the mindset work that goes behind getting rid of these deeply embedded habits. So I worked with my health coach and I lost 30 pounds and got back to my ideal weight. But not just that, I actually learned about nutrition. I learned about food. I, I learned to ignore that diet culture and all those crazy things you told about what you need to do to lose weight. Um, and it all went from there, really. I started to learn. I got qualifications. I became so interested in nutrition and how it can help your internal and external health. And the rest is history, really. I, I became a health coach. Oh, yeah. Wow. That That is so cool. And I think you're right. Like, you know, we as women, we get, you know, maybe it's after we've had a baby or just maybe when we've started a career and maybe aren't as much active and, you know, maybe we've put on some weight and then we just kind of get sucked into thinking about like, you know, how do we lose it? And like you said, you go on all these fad diets, you cut out carbs and then you cut out, you know, whatever, you know, like, oh, let me do like sugar-free now or do this or that. And we just end up really <laughs> Like we, we end up hating food so much. And also at the same time, like we can't, we can't stop thinking about it, you know, and it becomes really obsession. And so to hear about your own journey of how, you know, it took, you know, actually seeking out help from a plant-based coach and learning about the nutrition behind it and that food actually, you know, energizes us and gives us energy to, to move forward. Um, it is such a cool journey. So your focus is on like helping women ditch vegan junk food. So is that just kind of like junk food in general or what exactly is like vegan junk food? 
Yeah, this is a really funny question because I, I guess it depends on what you're eating, when you're eating it and how much. So for me, no food is completely off bounds. I don't say to clients, you know, you can never eat a chocolate bar again. Personally, for me, I'm 100% vegan, but not all my clients are. I'm vegan for the animals. So regardless of whether I eat chocolate or not, it will always be vegan chocolate. But doesn't mean it's healthy of course um for me the vegan junk food is really the processed food so you're looking on the back of a packet of a box if it's got a ton of ingredients you can't pronounce them it's probably not something you generally want to put in your body on a regular basis and i say regular basis just because every now and then we all have takeout we all go to a restaurant where we're not 100 percent sure what oils our food's cooked in what exactly it's got in them we know we don't ask for a whole ingredient um rundown and calorie count and all of this when we go out to eat you know we might just one day a month have to pick up a ready meal and that's okay i always say to clients if you're eating good if you're eating well unprocessed foods 80 percent of the time you're well on your way so for me no food is off bound but for vegan junk food, what I really mean is those processed foods, the ready meals, the chocolate that has a lot of refined sugar in, refined flours, pasta that has refined bleach flour in that kind of thing. And I will eat all of those things on rare occasion. It's not off bounds, but on a day to day basis, I will try to eat unprocessed plant based full of foods that are that are holistic and that are good for my body so you know I'm talking the fruits and the veggies the things that are natural you know lentils chickpeas beans all of this kind of thing rather than something that's come out of a box or a packet mm, yeah okay so I totally agree with you and I'm sure I'm sure the women you work with find that comforting that you tell them stuff isn't isn't you know off limits all the way you know like it's it's okay to be a little bit flexible but have you found and I've found this for myself as well and I kind of have that same mentality you know I try to avoid all that junk but you know say it comes summer and we're maybe grilling out you know I'll really want maybe like an impossible or beyond meat burger on the grill just because a it grills really well and b it smells really great but it's not like I'm seeking that out all the all the time is that kind of your experience as well like just kind of this occasionally you know when you really want it type of thing exactly and if I was to have a, a barbecue um every single day of the week in summer and I was having an impossible burger or another processed type burger every single day along with you know fries and then quite a heavy saturated fat dessert to go with it if I was doing that every single day Obviously, we all know that's no good for our bodies. But I think if you're just doing it on the odd occasion, you know, you, you're going over to someone's house and having a cookout, whatever that might be, it's not going to do significant damage to your body. I think everything in moderation, but really, really up the unprocessed foods, the plant foods, because they are the best for your body. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And quite honestly, I mean, I think when you start ditching all that junk food, and um, you kind of feel like when you do eat that stuff, you don't you don't really feel the best afterwards. And I've noticed that about my myself as well. Like the next day, I'll be like, you know, my stomach hurts a little or feels a little off. And, you know, I don't think anybody wants to feel that way. You know, <laughs> that is so true. And I feel the same. And in fact, now, if I eat processed food, I can always taste the fat in it sometimes. And then. Um, 
with chocolate because I tend to stick to more natural sugars now. So, you know, I'll cook with dates, I'll use coconut sugar. Um, sometimes I'll use really um, unrefined maple syrup, things like that. If I have something that's got cane sugar in or really processed sugars in it, I can tell straight away. It's almost too sweet for me now, whereas before, I could eat a whole packet of biscuits in one sitting, no problem, and go back for more. So that's really how your taste buds change when you start to adapt and be more mindful about your diet, I think. Oh, I love that you brought that up about how your taste buds can change because it's so true. And I feel the same way. And, you know, I think people do find that funny, you know, like, what, like your taste buds can change. It's like, you can totally reset your palate, you know, like, you know, if you give it time, you will notice that and it does change and it's quite amazing. And at the same time, and you can speak for your own experience. I found too, that when you kind of moved out of that kind of junk food, you stop thinking about it all the time, you know, and, and that was my experience. Like you don't get to that point where you are reaching for the extra piece, you know, like are for the extra crackers or for the extra you know, piece of cake or brownie or whatnot. Have you found that in your own experience? Oh, definitely. And with clients as well, who could just eat and eat and eat. And if we, we go back to the biscuits again, because funnily enough, I have quite a few clients who biscuit is the issue for, and it was for me after I had my little girl. Um, it's just something you can just keep going back for another one before you know you've, you've ended the packet. Now I could easily just have one, take it or leave it. And that's it. I'm fine with that. I don't crave it anymore. But I think if I was to turn around to my clients or my own health coach had turned around to me and said, this is off bounds. You can't eat this ever again. It would probably all I would ever think about <laughs> when yeah. I could get my hands on this biscuit. But because I knew it wasn't out of bounds, I, I just wanted to make the right choice. And I knew in the back of my mind that if I ever wanted that biscuit or, you know, whatever the trigger food might be for you, what if you want that, it's there if you want it. But what choice are you going to make? I think you just feel less tempted that way. Oh, that's so true that the trigger food, you know, it can still be there. It's not totally out of touch, but, you know, you might in, end up getting to that place and realize you don't even even want it. <laughs> so, yeah. so you mentioned your plant-based health coach really helped you through these things and really started to help you think about how changing your diet could improve your energy levels. Now, uh, like, can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, was she focused on a particular research that kind of opened your eyes to that? Or was it just your own eagerness and wanting to be um, more nutritious and have better energy levels? Yeah, so I mean, I knew that I wanted a health coach that was plant based vegan, because for moral reasons, I wanted to eat 100% vegan. So it was a bit of a thing at first trying to find a health coach who, who really fit in with those beliefs and wouldn't try to push me on to say a keto diet or, or a paleo diet or, or some other kind of restrictive diet for me. Um, and she really worked from from the ethos that eating more plants, unprocessed food, less refined sugar was the way to go. And she worked a lot from um, Dr. Michael Gregor's work as well. And you've probably heard of him. Every, everybody in the plant-based world has now. Um, and I love his books, How Not to Die and How Not to Diet. They are really amazing books. And after I started to work with her, that's when I went to get my qualifications. I read his books. I follow him quite closely. He does a lot of impartial research about 
how a plant-based vegan diet is great for your heart health, great for your brain. It can reverse type two diabetes, all of those kind of things that don't even touch on weight loss, um, but just benefit us holistically. We get the body we want and we get the health we want and we get to live a long, happy life. So to me, a plant-based diet is just a no brainer and the research behind it is really solid because it's objective. It's not paid for by any businesses or companies. It's research that people have done to find out the true answers rather than trying to fit the answers into the product they want to sell. So that's the path that I followed. And I truly, truly do believe in that plant-based diet for that reason. Well, yeah, I love all of Michael Greger's stuff. Like he, you, like you said, it's scientifically backed, it's research and it not only, you know, gives you the health you want, but then you also end up getting the body you want as well. And that's, that's just amazing. And so we've kind of talked about vegan and we've talked about plant-based and so kind of, you know, I think people often wonder like, what is the difference between that type of eating? Is, is there a difference when it comes to eating? There definitely is a difference. I think the last few years, the lines have been really blurred with people's understanding of what plant-based is and what vegan is. But I think if we just go way, way back to when the terms were coined, really plant-based is eating more plants you might not be 100% vegan but most of your meals are based around unprocessed foods around plant foods so most of your foods will naturally end up vegan but healthy vegan um, and it doesn't take into account other aspects of a vegan lifestyle either so you know the clothes that you wear leather that kind of thing it's purely based on the food and on the diet Whereas obviously veganism is a whole lifestyle, a way of life. It's about having cruelty-free toiletries. It's about, you know, wearing, not wearing wool, leather, that kind of thing too. So I do feel like the term plant-based goes more towards health and the term vegan goes more towards being vegan for the animals for moral reasons. But of course you can be both. You can be like me, plant-based vegan. So you're eating purely vegan foods you're living a vegan lifestyle but you're doing it in a healthy way because of course vegan eating doesn't necessarily need to be healthy you can eat crisps you can eat chocolate there's so many vegan options out there now at restaurants and takeout you can have you know burgers and loaded fries and pizzas and all of this kind of thing so of course you can be vegan and unhealthy but being plant-based vegan negates that and sets you on a healthier path Mm, yeah, I, I agree. And, um, you know, like, while it's so encouraging to see so many vegan products, you know, food wise hit the marketplace, like you said, those aren't often the most nutritious and they're kind of just a uh, junky, you know, version. <laughs> they're still kind of, yeah. junky, you know, <laughs> like they're just still, you know, not great for us to have all the time. And, you know, I think I, you know, Plant-based, you know, I think eventually you do, like when you adopt a plant-based diet, you do start to be more aware of those other, you know, things that um, maybe a pure vegan only person might, you know, you start being a little more open to like, hey, what's going on in agriculture with our animals and what's going on in the environment? And, you know, I think, um, you know, that's just great all overall that you start to become more aware of that too. Definitely. And I think people that don't run in vegan circles uh, whatsoever, don't know anyone that's vegan, automatically think that vegan is healthy, that you just eat salads, fruit and veg, that kind of thing. But really, 
I've had people who are shocked who've gone vegan thinking that just by going vegan, they're going to lose weight. They're going to, you know, get rid of type two diabetes. They're going to have lower cholesterol, all this kind of thing to do with their health. Um, and then they go vegan, but they're still eating anything they want. They're not plant-based vegan. And they're wondering, you know, why the weight's not dropping off, why the health is still the same, their energy levels, their fitness levels. And obviously going vegan, it doesn't just mean salads. You can get so much vegan junk food now. It's a blessing and a curse, really. It's just great that the movement is growing and growing. But at the same time, we want people to know that not all of this vegan food is the healthiest. Right. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So when you first started kind of working with your plant-based coach and ditching junk food and, you know, moving away from um, the junk food and getting more energy and such, you you mentioned that, you know, you were working you had a baby and now you have two little girls. So you're even like more, you know, busy. So what are some like, hacks that you kind of adopted to to have more space to think about eating more plants and to actually, you know, fully embrace the, you know, plant-based vegan and having time to, you know, maybe cook the food and, you know, do, do something other than just the, the simple, you know, wimpy iceberg lettuce salad. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up actually, because That's just another myth that people believe about eating healthy, whether you're plant based or not. They think to eat healthy, it means a ton of time in the kitchen, really complicated recipes. And they just think that it's unobtainable for them, especially if they're busy like me and you. You know, they've got kids, they've got their own business, maybe a full time job, just loads of commitments. They think, where do I start? I just I'm just going to order takeout. I'm just going to get ready meals. I'm just going to bunk something in the oven and eat that it just seems really unobtainable for them so for me yeah I did really have to adopt some hacks Um, and I found out it really wasn't as hard as it was made out to be so I think if you're really strategic about the way you eat you can really get meals out in under 20 minutes and I always focus in my Facebook group about sharing recipes that are less than 20 minutes from starting the prep to going on the table because That's what busy women and busy mums need. And most of them as well can be made in bulk and frozen. And that's what I do. So some of my hacks and things that you've probably heard of before, really. But, you know, when you make something, always make a few extra portions and either put it in the fridge or in the freezer, label it so that you've got your own ready meal for when you're having a particularly busy day. Because ready meals don't have to be bad. If you've made them yourself and frozen, you know exactly what's gone into them and you've got them there for another day. Um, So I'm real, real big fan of batch cooking or throwing things in an instant pot or slow cooker um, and letting them go for the day and then you've got a huge dish of something at the end of the day um, I also meal plan so um, I know some people do it seven days in a row that was a little bit unobtainable unobtainable for me um, so I do three days at a time I find that easy because then at the end of the three days if I've got leftovers or something that's you know going a little bit off Um, I can work into the next meal plan and that means I don't have to worry about meals because I've already got them planned out I don't have to think oh gosh it's 4 p.m what am I going to do for everybody for dinner tonight I don't know what we've got in and then that's when you're more likely to go for something unhealthy or pick up the phone in order to take out I find so I think it's just a case of being organized so making sure that you've 
you've got these batch cooked meals in the freezer for when you're having a really, really busy day. Having a great database of easy meals. I've got like a little um, ring binder folder. And when I find a new easy recipe that all of us love in the family, I print it out and pop it in there. So I've got this bank of recipes for lunch, dinner and snacks so that I can pull it out when I need inspiration and think, okay, I've got these ingredients. I can just whip this up right now. I think that's really key. And in terms of junk food too, just having those alternatives. So healthy snacks, um, for example, Sunday tends to be my slower day, like it is for a lot of people. Um, my husband's off work, so he's helping out with the kids. I can spend an hour in the kitchen and make a load of batch um, food for the next week to see us through the particularly busy days. And I'll also make a batch of, say, savoury muffins or protein chocolate balls, things that I can snack on throughout those days. And the kids can as well, because obviously we want them to be healthy too. Um, they can snack on them throughout the week without reaching for all the processed food, the crisps, the, the chocolate, the cake, that kind of thing. I think it's really about just being a little bit more aware and organized and it can actually be a lot easier than you think. I agree. I, I think people do overcomplicate it in their mind. It's like a really big thing or, you know, that they've got to make all these really complicated recipes and such. And honestly, I'm the same as you. Like I do some meal prep on the weekend and then it's easy peasy throughout the week. And I like to say, I, I don't even like to think about dinner during the week because it's already just all ready to go for me in the fridge. And I will tell you, I'm a big fan of that uh, batch cooking and freezing as well. And at the beginning of the pandemic, that certainly came in handy as it does now. You know, like when we were like afraid to go to the store and such. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, I got all this stuff in the freezer for us. You know, I guess I've been planning on this for a long time. <laughs> And having to get creative as well, because we um, couldn't get out to a store as much to get the fresh things. I was thinking more creatively, you know, what can I use out of the pantry? What have I got that's in tins? What have I got in the freezer that I can put with something else? Um, it was really getting creative. And uh, we found some good new meal ideas that way, actually. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I agree. Us, us as well. And, uh, you know, like you said, I love your idea of meal planning for only three days, because I think that people love the idea of meal planning, but they do get stuck in that, like, oh, I got to plan these seven days of meal or a week of meals. And what if we just get to a day and we don't feel like eating that or whatnot, you know, like people just get weird thoughts around meal planning. Have you run into that? Yeah, definitely. And I think seven days does work well for a lot of people, especially if you have a nine to five job, you work Monday to Friday, you've got your week sorted out then you don't have to think about it after work. But I think for me as a mom and someone who does work from home anyway, and gets easily overwhelmed by thinking about seven days worth of meals, that's like 21 meals if you eat three times a day for me that's just too much so for me thinking of those three days those nine meals that's really manageable and when I have clients who feel overwhelmed by the prospect of meal planning doing it three days at a time or four whatever suits them is just a lot easier for them they're more likely to give it a go and get on board with it yeah no, I, I agree. And like you said, you know, you meal plan for the three days, but you're going to have leftovers. So odds are you already have your fourth day covered. <laughs> exactly. And then you can figure out, you know, 
what you've got in the fruit bowl and in the vegetable tray that's starting to look a bit like it needs using up and you can work more meals around that and it almost has a, a rolling stone effect in that the, the next few days almost sort themselves out because you know what you've got to use up you put them together and you know you throw them into a dish I'll often just throw a load of veggies into a pot with um you know chickpeas or tofu and noodles and just whip up a stir fry and try and just use everything up that's going off <laughs> oh yeah stir fries are perfect to do that with you know like just load up I think even at one time maybe I first came across this years ago in college there was actually a stir fry recipe it was called like all the veggies in the drawer stir fry. <laughs> I was like well hey that's kind of true <laughs> it really is true and I think I love social media so much but I think when we see these perfect looking recipes on Instagram all of the time we just get into this mindset that ours need to look like that when really what we're doing most days is we're throwing things into a pot we're putting things together that taste great and they're healthy but maybe they're not Instagrammable and I'm always putting my meals um, on my Instagram stories and they are usually not that pretty but they're delicious and they're healthy so I put them on anyway so that people can see what it looks like in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how a lot of people are starting to do that, especially in their stories or in like the kind of swipe pictures, like here's my Instagram photo. Here's what it really looks like. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, let's just keep it real here, people. Like everything is in, isn't uh, Lightroom edited. <laughs> exactly. And there is a lot that goes into food photography and people don't realize that. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, how has, uh, I know people often worry too, and this is probably something you address in your, in your program when you work with moms, which we can get into in a bit, but is your family pretty receptive to, to eating um, about, you know, everything plant-based that you put in front of them? Yeah. So I've been vegan now for oh, about eight years. I had a slow transition. So unlike a lot of people, I don't have a vegan anniversary as such, but it's been roughly eight years now. Um, my husband went vegan two years ago. Um, he did Veganuary and he's been vegan ever since. So there was a period of time where he, he wasn't even vegetarian. He ate me. I, I sometimes prepared that for him. That was a, a difficult time really but he came on board by himself with no pressure from me a couple of years ago um and our daughters are both vegan as well now um and they don't really know any different um to be honest they they like tofu they like chickpeas they would probably not like to eat meat and that kind of thing now they they're definitely animal lovers and the thought to them well I'm talking about the oldest really here because the youngest is still a baby but thought to them of eating animals and and that kind of thing is is not appealing to them so they're really up for it and my little girl she likes um we have I think they're a little bit like you have Lara bars over there we have naked bars here and things like that and protein balls and they see those as treats so for them junk food and healthy is kind of different to those of us that have been raised eating a lot of really really processed food so to them a treat is getting a really nice piece of fruit out the fruit bowl and having a snack bar or having hummus crisps or lentil crisps things like that just because they've been raised in a different way and they don't know any better yeah no that's true and kids are kids are great about that you know I think you know, you might worry like, oh, they're not going to like, they're like that, you know, but odds are they, they probably will. And, 
you know, or if they don't present it to them a few times, then odds are they're going to try it eventually, you know? So, um, you know, I think, uh, that can be a hiccup as a mom, you know, trying to think of eating healthier, but, um, really, I mean, and honestly, I don't think, you know, my daughter loves salad and, you know, I don't think she's ever had a salad with like an iceberg lettuce or something. It's just normal to her to have like salad with kale or like, you know, it's just like, you get them used to that. And honestly, those greens taste better anyway. (laughs) Definitely. And I know the other day I made a huge batch of roasted chickpeas with some Spanish seasoning on them and had a load left over. We had some on a salad for lunch and then the girls kept going in the fridge and just snacking on them randomly, which I thought was quite funny from an outsider point of view, because I'm guessing a lot of kids don't really do that, but they, they love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you help other women kind of break through these junk food barriers and get, um, you know, more nourished in their own skin and, you know, learn more about nutrition and also stop counting calories. Can you tell me a little bit about your ditch the junk program? Of course. Yeah. So I, I work one-on-one with a few busy women at a time. It's quite an intense program in terms of time commitment and, just the transformation that you go through. So I only tend to work with a few women at a time. And it's really to do what we've said through this podcast to help them ditch junk, reach their goals, whether that's weight loss, whether that's, you know, heart health or something else. Um, It's all plant-based, as you know, because I'm vegan. And we work together for 12 weeks. We have a video call every single week for an hour to goal set, to put action points in place, just to hash things out, And we work on the practical side of things. So nutrition and, you know, recipe ideas and how to do meal planning, all that kind of thing. But we also really work on the mindset as well. So what your goals are, why you're doing this, what your triggers might be. And we work on limiting beliefs and changing long term habits. And, you know, there can be a few tears down the road as well. People don't realize this when they get into coaching it can bring up some things that you've never really spoke about before. And some of the habits that you've got are from childhood or some of the beliefs you've got around food or just your own confidence are from decades ago. And this all comes to the surface. And it's just a way of getting people back in touch with their bodies to love the body that they're in, to have the body that they want and to be healthy at the same time. So we don't count the calories. We don't um, categorize foods as good and bad. We don't have any of this restrictive diet mindset. We want to enjoy food and be healthy and have the body we want all at the same time. And I'm a strong believer that we can have all three of those things. So yeah, I work with women to achieve that really. And it's such a great program. I, I love doing it. It's just an amazing transformation to see the women at week one through to week 12 where they've then got all the tools that they need to carry on themselves and just have that lifestyle change for good it's not just a 12-week program you've then got the tools to carry on for the rest of your life which I love oh yeah I love that and I love that you said you focus so much on mindset because I feel like diet culture is not focused on that. You know, they're just focused on the in and out. And um, I think someone once pointed out to me, well, diet, the first three letters are die. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's 
sounds so unappealing, doesn't it? And it's like, when you kind of start looking at this health holistically and, and, you know, just embracing eating more plants, which the amazing thing about a plant-based diet is you, you know, if you are focused on eating those, those plants and that, you know, food that's on the outer rim of the grocery store and it's fresh and it's wonderful. You don't have to count calories and that can free up your mind for so many other more important things. If you're not constantly having that running tally of good and bad and healthy, unhealthy, and well, that was a hundred calories. That's 300, you know, like, oh my gosh, it just frees you up so much to live your life more abundantly. Yeah, 100%. And I think it just takes too long for so many of us to realize this. It took me way too long. And it took me working with a coach to realize all of this. And I wish that I'd known way, way before. And that's why that I I recommend that people do work with a coach, whether it's me or someone else that you 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 vibe really well with. Obviously, when you're working one-to-one with someone, you've got to really be a good personality match. Um, But, you know, the diet industry, the weight loss industry, it's a multi-billion pound industry. They're not selling you a product or a lifestyle that's going to solve your problem for the rest of your life. They want you to be in and out the door constantly. They want you to lose weight, put it back on, come back for more, try another product out. That's what it is. It's a business model. So I just feel that by changing your mindset and actually changing your lifestyle and your your root habits and your root beliefs, you're actually getting down deep to what the issue is for you, why you're eating these foods and how you can get out of that routine that you seem to be stuck in and that weight loss cycle, that fad diet cycle. So I just feel like it's a great route to go down. And that's why I became a coach because I worked with my coach. I loved it so, so much that I was like, I've got to have a piece of this for myself. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it just so much freedom in it, you know, and I just, I just love that. And, you know, if someone's not ready to commit yet to maybe 12 weeks or, you know, maybe your, your schedule's all booked up, where can they just even start to learn more about this from you? Yeah, and anyone who's new to me that's listening, I always recommend that you come along and learn a little bit more about, you know, what I'm about, what the programs are about before you dive in anyway, because it's always good to have a chat and make sure that I'm a good fit for you and you're a good fit for me and that our our goals for you are aligned, that kind of thing. We don't want it to be a waste of your time. So um, most of us join the Facebook group first. So my Facebook group is called Weight Loss for Busy Women. So if you search for that on Facebook, the group will come straight away you can join us in there there's um free trainings every week about different topics some of them are quite long some of them are like five to ten minute guides there's a real real good variety in there so you can see what i'm about get some really good easy implementable tips that you can get started on straight away without even having a coach or spending any money whatsoever um and i've also got a free guide, free five-step guide of things that I used when I lost that 30 pounds that really, really made the difference for me. And they're easy steps for busy women. That's like a little free download, a little freebie document um, that you can get from the learnervegan.com website. So if all of that resonated with you, I highly recommend you download that. You come and join us in the Facebook group. The women in there are so amazing. They're all at different stages of their journey. Some of them aren't quite 100% vegan. They're just eating more plants or want to know more. Some of them have gone through the journey now and they're helping 
others in the group. It's just such a great atmosphere in there. And it's, it's all positive um, behaviours in there. We're all supportive. We're all giving advice to each other and sharing recipes and what works for us. And I just love that kind of community feel that a Facebook group gives you. you you're behind closed doors. You're in a private community so that you can share about something that might make you feel vulnerable, like weight loss, like your body confidence, like your health. Um, but you can do it with other like-minded people. So I'm hoping that some of the guys listening today will come and join us over there. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you're such just an encouragement. And I love your Instagram as well. Um, that's at Learner Being Good as well. And, you know, like you're, just, you're showing the real life. You know, and that's what, you know, we need to connect with, whether it's in the Facebook group, whether it's following you on Instagram, you know, it's just like, hey, this is this is how it's really lived out. You know, like you don't have to have these complicated recipes. You can just eat nourishing food, feel better, you know, grab your download on how you, you know, lost 30 pounds through five easy steps. Like it doesn't have to be super complicated. Like, you know, like the diet culture preaches, you know, it can just be eating real food, eating more plants and, you know, changing your mindset around it. It's just, it's such a great message that you're helping women with. Absolutely. And, you know, you can change one habit at a time. You don't all have to be all in on the first of the month or on at the start of the week, you know, completely radically changing your whole lifestyle. You can change one small habit at a time and it all starts to build up. But yeah, I love what you said about real life. I'm always sharing, you know, the perils of homeschooling and, um, you know, through the pandemic and how I'm dealing with the girls. I think it's so important to show real life on these things and not just behind a filter and when everything's going perfectly. Um, you know, we, we all relate to each other over in the Facebook group and um, the people that I follow and follow me on Instagram because we, we share real life. We share what issues we've got when things aren't going so well, when we've had a hiccup and we share our wins as well. And I feel like that's really encouraging. Oh, yes, that is so cool. And we will link all of these links in the show notes so everybody can connect with you. Come be part of the group. Come follow you. Um, learn more about your coaching and your website and your program. And this has been such a great conversation. And you're such an encouraging voice out there, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's so great to talk about these things and just kind of get the word out to get rid of this diet culture, get rid of, you know, the calorie counting and the fad diets and all of this kind of thing and just get women healthy holistically again. I think that is just so important. Oh, yeah. Couldn't agree more. So thank you so much for being on today. I loved all of Katie's practical advice on how to ditch junk food and how to use food as energy, and most of all, how to stop dieting. I loved her perspective and practical advice of that, that we don't have to look at food as restrictive. And I love how she is helping women overcome that through her coaching. She is such a positive, authentic voice on social media as well. If you want to learn more about Katie, join her private Facebook group or learn more about her coaching. And we're going to link all of that information in the show notes. As a reminder, you can find all of the show notes on our sponsored blog, badtothebowl.com forward slash 29. Again, that is badtothebowl.com forward slash 29. And while there, 
Go ahead and grab a copy of our free cookbook, Five Plant-Based Meatless Mains, to start eating more plant-forward today.